0: Salutations and welcome to Irresponsibly Powerless, our audio podcasting show where we shall be speaking of things in relations to sequential art, as well as other things that we may speak about along the way. We shall be your hosts. My name is Eric.
1: And my name is Nicholas.
0: (laughs) Your Christian name is Nicholas.
1: (laughs) In this the year of our Lord, 2007. (laughs) Ah, no...
0: (laughs) Well good sir Nicholas. How was your week? Was it a fine one?
1: Uh it was it was it was above par I would say.
0: <laughs> Indeed.
1: Quite right. Right yo. Superbly.
0: Ah uh, so anyways how's it going?
1: <laughs> I'm good. How are you sir?
0: I'm splendid. <laughs>
1: I believe it's, I, I, it's snowing where you are, right? You got you got the snow day.
0: I, get, I got a snow day today, in case anybody didn't realize, because you, there's no way you would realize this. Um, since I work for a school, I get the benefit of school holidays, which includes government holidays and just random fucking days during the week where they decide they don't want to have school, as well as snow days, which are excellent on the East Coast. Yeah, and it wasn't actually even snowing that badly. It was what they like to call a wintry mix, which means it's freezing mix? rain. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. it's awful freezing it's like rain when just the coming DJ down. it
1: lays down some sick beats that have like jingle bells in the middle of it.
0: Jingle dogs, perhaps?
1: Yes. He's like, straight up, this is my winter mix.
0: Arf, wiki wiki, arf, arf. <laughs> That's the <laughs> jingle dogs mix. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Any song with dogs in it. Pure oh. gold. Dude, we'll have dogs, they'll bark jingle bells. Brilliant!
0: Get the- <laughs> Cut that record. Get this man $1,000. <laughs> <rude. laughs> because he can't really make any money <laughs> off of that. But in the spirit of the end of the year, I guess. The holiday season. and yes. I guess not wrapping things up because it's not quite past Christmas. But we're going to do it anyways. Um...
1: Because we're, we're, we're cutting edge.
0: We are cutting edge. We're all on top of that.
1: <laughs> you know what? Happy New Year, bitches. It's on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you realize it? Cinco <laughs> de Mayo.
1: 2008. <laughs> Irresponsibly powerless, style.
0: We decided to give our year-end wrap-up of all things events.
1: Yes, all the big events of, of 2007. Ones that ended and kicked ass or otherwise
0: or otherwise. But, uh,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they all didn't kick ass. They tried, but
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I beg to differ, sir. They but we'll get to that ass. one. Well, they all didn't kick ass, but there were definitely yeah. some that kicked, some that kicked some serious ass.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Rocket, sir. What's first what's first on our list? What, what what are we first talking about as far as events go? There were a lot this year. We actually sat down and thought
0: yeah, there were there were quite a few, and we're not going to get to all of them, because we didn't purchase some of them, and we didn't care about some of them. <laughs> um, but I guess the first thing that we have to talk about, the beginning of this year, it's the the event that everybody was talking about, for, for good or for ill, and that's uh, Civil War. In retrospect, what did you think about Civil War? What do you think about Civil War now?
1: Um, well, I don't know. I'm torn, honestly, because... I felt like it. Okay, the main the main Civil War arc was seven issues, um, but I felt it was stretched out longer than the seven main issues should have been. Like I felt there were seven main issues, but there were hun- like probably hundreds of side issues to buy, and mm-hmm. I bought every almost every single one of them to be. To, and and I mean it was good because I, I honestly before Civil War I had. I'd kind of started to move back from co- some comics and kind of distill my comics to just the few that I knew that I liked, and I, I was I was becoming a closet comic reader, you know, which just just my like three lines. Um, so I, I bought a bunch of new comics, and I, I I I found I found some lines that I stuck with and that sort of thing. So I appreciate it for that, but I feel like the the main story of Civil War was almost diluted because of all this side stuff going on.
0: Okay, well, besides the uh, the delays and everything, which I, I think were really what left a bad taste in everybody's mouth, what yeah. did you think about the actual Civil War storyline? Like, Forgetting about everything that happened like, while uh, it was coming out.
1: Well, uh, I, I liked it. I mean, I thought it was a cool... I thought it was brave, honestly, just because of the way they made things turn out. Because... It, they kept hyping whose side are you on, and mm-hmm. and honestly, I don't think anyone was not on Captain America's side. Like, you could make an argument why why Iron Man was right, but you didn't want him to be right. He was a jerk. So, yeah, I mean, it, in in that respect, it might have maybe been a little bit of a failure for me but overall i think the fight was really the whole like the whole thing was really cool the whole guerrilla warfare tactics almost the 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 measures tony took and and him kind of becoming more and more of this this like omnipresent force and just really taking taking steps that no one else was going to step up to mm-hmm.
0: and um I really appreciate it for for what it was doing. Like you were saying, it was very brave in the direction that it took with the Marvel Universe, and yeah. I think that it was a really cool idea to 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 allow for new story ideas and yeah to shake things up.
1: Kind of make the it changed the universe in a certain respect, just of the way the way things worked. So,
0: mm-hmm. although I have to say, I, reading the the seven Civil War comics on their own, like I actually did this. Not too long ago, like a month or two ago. Oh yeah, and they aren't the greatest just on their own. Like you definitely have to have the supplementary storylines.
1: Yeah, see, that's how it's, I felt. That was one of its weaknesses: is that it got so diluted with the other side stories. That if you just read the story, you don't quite understand what's
0: going on. Yeah, it's 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 like really nice cinematic sort of snapshots, so you get the overall picture, but. The overall picture yeah. isn't quite enough to really get the story.
1: So, yeah, um,
0: and I think they they started learning from that in the end because I think as as the year progressed, things sort of got better. From that. But, um, branching off of Civil War, we've got a, actually a whole bunch of events that were coming off of there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first of all, first of all, we've got the initiative, which is still going on. I, I I'm not sure if it'd be an event per se because they're all very loosely tied together but
1: yeah it's it was kind of strange i felt it was more of an event right afterwards everything was kind of getting used to the new the way things are and this new tony stark director of shield sort of thing and but now all even all the ones that have have initiative still on the title don't necessarily they're kind of on their own thing at this
0: point yeah yeah they've kind of gone off in their own directions and you you know it's basically like all the aftermath of of civil war and that's the only thing that the initiative means now. which i mean i don't think you really want to put a title on anymore if that's going to be your yeah it's just the whole universe universe. yeah yeah it's just like that's just like putting marvel in like big letters on the top (laughs) just like marvel like oh thank god i forgot that spider-man was marvel (laughs) <laughs> and they pick up every other fucking issue. <laughs> so, yeah. But one thing that did come out of it, event-worthy, that uh, we have to know, is the death of Captain America.
1: I was surprised that they... I mean, I heard about it before it happened, obviously, like you always do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean... It, I even saw it on the news. Weirdly enough, I saw it was like I was on the CNN web page and on a couple of news stations when it happened. They're like, "Oh, Captain America died in comics," you know, big. And I was like, at first, I was like, "You're all idiots. He's gonna be back in like two weeks. Like they'll fucking put a computer in his brain or something. I don't know, time traveler. <laughs> you know, guy you, you don't even know what you're talking about." But to their credit, he's been dead for a while, or. Or whatever he is, exactly. But he hasn't been in comics for a, a while now. And it mm-hmm. doesn't sound like he, Steve Rogers is coming back anytime soon.
0: Yeah, which is a, another very bold move. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this this one, I think, became much bigger than it was supposed to, like you said. Because it ended up on a slow news day where everybody picked up on it. and I mean, yeah. it ended up being really, really big. I, I don't know if Brubaker really intended it to be necessarily this large but I mean he definitely seems to have his shit planned so I mean I, I wouldn't put it past him but at the same time like you know it seems like he's, he, he's still just business as usual like it makes me wonder do uh comic book companies or comic book writers or editors or anybody do they have contingency plans in place where it's just they like m- I think oh fuck must. abort abort let's get Cap yeah. back in the comics
1: I mean, well, to some extent, I, I think they must because, but also you have to realize that com- I mean, you know as, as much as anyone that comics are printed well. I mean, they're written long before they actually reach the reader. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: like by the time w- the, everyone picked up the issue, you know, Captain America: 25, where he died, I'm sure 26,27 were already written.
0: Right, right. Oh, I'm sure they were well ahead, yeah.
1: And then the other the other issues were outlined, but I I mean, I, I can imagine that if...
0: There's like a script somewhere, of like you know, issue number 27 <laughs> or something, where it's just like, it shows Cap at the end in like a hospital bed.
1: Yeah, or something, or yeah. it was a clone. Or I don't
0: know. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily for Cap, but I just, I'm just saying about events in general, like maybe there was an alternate yeah. civil war, or like, you know, there's an alternate you know, something like that. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. Because it seems a ballsy move. It seems a real ballsy move to just be like, "We're killing Cap. That's it. Let's just run with this." And you know, like, what if it's an unpopular? What if it's just? Yeah. You, know, you have to have such faith in 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 your version and your picks and everything. I mean, I guess they do in other industries, fine, like TV shows and movies and stuff. Like, they just make their movie and if but. I don't know. It feels like it feels like uh, comics are more could be more reactionary.
0: Right, right. I mean, they're dealing with characters like Captain America that have a long standing history, and so there's more of a consideration yeah. there than if like uh, an episode of Heroes goes wrong, where they'll be like, "Oh, well, back to the drawing board. Let's just make another fucking series." It's like, no, no, no you got Captain yeah. America, you got to deal with it. Another comic that wrapped up this week, and I guess it's. DC's response to Civil War, I guess, in terms of magnitude, and that is 52. And I don't know if that was something that was necessarily billed as being as big as it was, but it definitely ended up that way. Uh,
1: Yeah, It was weird, because the the first I heard of 52 was, it was billed as a comic a week for a whole year, and I was like, wow, that's ballsy. And I didn't even know what it was about. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I normally don't pick up DC. I hadn't picked up DC in, in years, honestly, um, in, in, like, issue format, um, until that came out, and, and, uh, actually my girlfriend at the time kept talking about it, and she heard about it, and heard that, like, they were redoing a bunch of the characters, and, um, like, one was, you know, they, they were adding, like, a lesbian character, and, uh, and a, a Mexican American character, which turned out to be like Blue Beetle and the Question, mm-hmm. which were weird, but like that wasn't what the story was about. But that's I got. And the, I felt like that was kind of what she got it billed as. So I started picking it up, and it was like crazy, and I didn't understand it all. So, but uh, but overall, I liked Fifty Two. I think.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I...
1: I remember my the first week it came out, and I was like, ah, eh, forget it, and walked away. And then I came back the next week, and two was out, and I just couldn't resist, so I grabbed two and grabbed one, which still had some issues. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was just like, "Well, I'm in <laughs> for a whole year." And it was so totally
0: worth it. And I think, I think one of the big things that that made helped that to succeed over Countdown, which we can talk about now too, and that came out right after uh, Fifty Two yeah. was done, is that they had top notch, you know, top of their game. The best writers they had at DC, period. And they were on it, like, for the long haul. They are like, this is the experiment. We're going to fucking do our damnedest, and we're going to put out a weekly comic that's good. Yeah. And, then, you know, and, and fits a weekly comic format, not like a monthly full comic that they, you know, stretch out for four weeks or something. Like It was a solid comic.
1: And they had a million storylines, and they still kept them all tied together, and it was it, uh, it was good i mean mm-hmm. i i felt i would have gotten more out i mean i i ended up reading a bunch of back issues about infinite crisis stuff just to kind of get a better handle on it mm-hmm. um but I, I mean obviously i feel i i i would have gotten even more out of it had i known more about the characters before i started reading it But but still, even from someone – I mean, admittedly, I know a lot about comics in general, but even from someone who didn't read, wasn't really big in reading a lot of the the current lines of DC at the time, I still got a lot out of it. I still felt it was a good
0: book. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I stopped – I couldn't handle Countdown just because – I mean, for as crazy as Count as Fifty Two was, and and as stuff as as much of these like characters thrown in that I didn't really know anything about, it, it at least made some like vague amount of sense what was going on. Like there's stuff in in Countdown, even the first issue of Countdown, I was like, I don't understand even what you're saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, they they, like, I felt like they they dropped the ball where where Fifty Two had a lot of momentum, Countdown just. Couldn't keep it up. It couldn't live up to the hype of the, of what came before. It. But at the same time, they just and, and people say that it was it was a whole different beast, and they were trying something different. They didn't want to replicate Fifty Two, but at yeah. the same time, it was just like you're dealing with third tier characters again and multiple storylines, and you know you just can't live up to it. Like the the writers weren't as strong, the art definitely wasn't as strong. It just I don't know it couldn't hold nearly as well in terms of a weekly comic. You know?
1: And I felt like after a whole year of a weekly comic, after I got to the end of 52, I was like, ah, cool, I made it. Like I kept up with it. It was epic. It was it was the whole year. Uh, it was a bunch of issues. That was good, solid. And then they threw another one on top of that, and they were like, 52 more countdown. And you're just like, oh, no. I just can't do it again. It was just like, is like, asking you to run another marathon? Almost. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's like, that's definitely true. Actually. So yeah, anyway, that's that's. I think in terms of stories, I think Fifty Two probably one of the best that w- that we've seen for events the, out of this year.
1: Yeah, for being so big and still maintaining like a a cohesive story, like I could sit down and tell someone the story of Fifty Two, albeit it would be a really long sit down. <laughs> But it would be one plot, and I would be able to... Like, if I tried to tell you the story of Civil War, I'd probably tell you, like, the basic high points. But but so uh, 52 really just... It, it, skipping one part, you kind of lose out on a lot in 52. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the only way to tell someone about Civil War is to cut out all the extraneous
0: bullshit. Yeah, and just be like, one versus the other. This side wins
1: this is how it went down, and they did this, and this, I did that, and then you're just like, okay, well, I'll, I can't tell you about the
0: rest of it. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, um, we kind of had a, a, a time of not very many events. Uh, there was Checkout, which I was buying in the beginning of the year, which was kind of a hilarious idea for a crossover, considering you had two, like, barely being published books. And they're like, well, why don't we combine... Their very tiny audiences into <laughs> another not so tiny audience, but still pretty small. But uh, that w- brilliant, <laughs> excellent idea. That one was okay. I can't really say much about that. <laughs> and then you've got the summer crossovers that we're building up again. The first one, Amazon's Attack. Did you buy this?
1: No, I only heard about it through you, sir. I was
0: okay. That was crap. For what it was, that was absolute crap. It was awful. I mean, it's, it's World War Hulk done very badly. It was, it was muddled and things happened in there. It was like, I don't understand the point of that. Cersei died like three or four times. Uh, there might have been a reason for that. I'm not sure why. Uh, I still don't know why Hippolyta did it. Like that, she was like, "Well, the government captured my daughter." It's like, all right, but then they let her go, <laughs> and then you're like, "Well, let's keep on going," because now we got to just destroy. It. It's like I don't understand that at all. And then at the very end, there was this whole reveal that was going into countdown. It was like, oh, this whole thing was just to try to get me to buy countdown, <laughs> and it just it annoyed me. And it was it was supposed to be big on the action wasn't nearly as good as World War. So let's just move on to World War. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: see, okay. The, this is the way I feel about World War Hulk. World War Hulk came on the heels of um, Civil War, so mm-hmm. to speak. I mean, there were only a couple months in between when there was nothing. And World War Hulk, in, in, as, much as, the, in, in as much as Civil War, you kind of had to read a whole bunch of extra stuff just to get a full story. World War Hulk was the complete polar opposite. There was the main line of of World War Hulk, and that's really all you needed to get absolutely everything out of the story. Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of side stuff that you could read. But none of it was nearly as good as the main line, and none of it had stories or characters that you cared about that weren't that weren't doing much more important things than the main line.
0: Mm-hmm. So And and you know, in the same sort of way that it was the polar opposite of civil war in that civil war was a whole ideological battle and there were big fight scenes and everything, but it was really in terms of like, you know, you've got the underdog and you've got the government, you know, you've got, you know, someone who's morally versus intellectually right. And this and that, this one is like, no, 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 don't think about it. Just fucking look at these guys wailing at each other. Isn't that sweet? And it was, <laughs> it was pretty sweet.
1: It was, I mean, it, it was just that. It was honestly, it fell apart if you looked at it too hard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If more than anything. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't, I still would, wouldn't say it was better than Civil War, because Civil War had lots of great action, lots of cool scenes, and then it also had some really good parts in it where the two sides would kind of talk about why they felt they were right. And I, I, I liked that, mm-hmm. and I liked what they did with that. And where... And and World War Hulk ended so badly for me. I feel um, we've talked about this. You can go back a couple, couple podcasts to hear our our discussion on the end of World War Hulk. But so I I mean I liked World War Hulk. I mean it was for what it was. Exactly. I mean you you said it pretty well. It was just it's just guys wailing on each
0: other. Yeah, and that's that's all you needed. That's it. So.
1: I mean, he flew in a spaceship made out of stone. Like that's just pretty much... It's, like it's a big rock. It's, it doesn't even make sense. But that's all... you that's, That perfectly encapsulates it. You're just like, a spaceship made of rock. Yeah. All right. Right on.
0: All right. After that, we're entering into the territory of events that haven't finished or have just finished. Um. Ooh. First up is Sinestro Corps, which we're just going to mention briefly and that we're going to talk about it a little bit later since it wrapped up this yes. week. Um, all I'm going to say on my part is that it's right up there in terms of the best this year.
1: Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it overall. It's it's another DC book that really made me uh, – I mean, we, Eric and I were talking about it before the show. I'm, I'm seriously considering this sticking with – at least one, if not both, of the Green Lantern lines, just because it's so. It was such an engrossing event, mm-hmm. and an event that I didn't initially think about picking up at all because I, I I never read the Green Lantern really.
0: Yeah, this was this was the surprise event. I think they're putting their money on Amazon's attack, and Sinestro Corps snuck in, and it totally blew Amazon's attack away. I think. After that. Let's see here. We've got Annihilation Conquest. Um, that's one that I'm picking up. Uh, they picked. They finished up with the prologues, and now they're into the nitty gritty of the actual event. Um, I'd have to say that this one is definitely not as good so far as the first one was, and that's to be expected. It's the sequel. Um, yeah. I'm definitely not anticipating this quite as much. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it if it ends up being not nearly as good, but. I'm still holding out, and I think they might be able to pull through. We've got oh, the resurrection of Razagul, which neither of us are following. Yeah, <laughs> I got I no about desire.
1: Briefly, but then all of a sudden it was like part three of seven or something. I was like, "Buh." Yeah. When did that happen? And I was like, "I'm not. I'm not going
0: to." Pick well, up. it's it's following the Maasai complex um, idea of you know every every week there's a new issue. You know, it's got like all the Batman uh, comics involved, and like each each week, it's going to be one of those issues, and it's coming out, so it's going to be rapid fire.
1: I mean, to be fair, I didn't even know Roz was dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, neither oh. did I. Exactly.
1: So it was kind of like, whoa, resurrection. Good for you. I feel like
0: this one has a lot more appeal to the Batman fan, the hardcore one, because, like you said, I mean, I didn't know fucking Roz yeah. Agul died. Whatever, who cares. And it feels like a lot of that just has to do with like if you're if you've been following Batman this whole time, you might get a kick out of this one.
1: I uh, I I'd be interested to hear what hardcore Batman like the guy who picks up like three Batman books a
0: month. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, what is that guy? What is that guy reading? Like, what is he? I mean, so.
0: And then uh, d- wrapping it up, we got two more events to to, to touch on. First off, um, Masai Complex. We uh. can't say too much more about it in this one. <laughs> But I will later on when I touch on the next chapter in X Factor.
1: Well, this is, let's just say Eric has a hard on for massage. Such a hard on. So good. <laughs> so good.
0: He is loving the shit out of it. Yeah. And then there. And then there's one more day. Spider Man.
1: Ah, one more day. Which has one more issue to it. But uh, it's another one of those big. I mean, it's only four issues long, so it's not a huge event, but it is. It is going to have repercussions for the rest of Spider-Man comics. So mm-hmm. it's – uh I don't know. I am – I'm interested to see what happens. I, I kind of already know. It was an interesting way of getting around one of their debacles of always, like, wanting to bring Spider-Man back to his his, like, idyllic days when he was – he had trouble with girls and he had – Trouble with work and trouble with this, and he was kind of like a likable kid. And then they made, then they let him grow up, which they felt that they lost a lot of
0: mm-hmm.
1: traction. It felt like almost with like they didn't like once he was a teacher and was married to a supermodel. You're kind of like, whoa! I guess Spider-Man doesn't have a lot to complain about. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I guess he's got a Jobs, pretty good life. this
1: wicked hot girl wife, you know. Mm-hmm. So but i i'm interested to see how the new set comes up after one one more day what do you think i
0: mean i i i'm more interested i guess in what happens after than what happens right now you know like I, yeah. there's going to be a reset fantastic let's let's see what happens with the reset
1: yeah i'm looking forward to that too plus i i can't break my streak i've had i have every amazing for from like the beginning of, remember when they went to like, when they hit the reset, they went to like volume two or something of Amazing Spider-Man, volume two, issue one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I have every issue from that issue to today
0: Ooh. of
1: Amazing Spider-Man. And then I have a few like randomly spursed other ones.
0: Well, with that wrap up in our event talk, Nick, you're in the hot seat. Best event of the year.
1: Best event of the year. Oh man, I didn't know you were gonna ask me this. Oh. Um Damn, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Death of Captain America just for the way it was done and for for what's come after it. I mean they've had a Captain America book for what is it now, like seven or eight or maybe nine issues even with no captain america in it and it's been awesome
0: yeah that's very and
1: it's it's the whole thing has been extremely engrossing the whole death of captain america learning more about it it actually happening i i mean it was it was all great so that's my pick
0: well you i i hate i hate to use it as a segue but it's true sinestro core Really? It's 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 the best event out of the year, and, and that's that's because I'm thinking about in terms of an event, event being fucking huge, big action, lots of fun, True. True. but but good comics too. So, I mean, fifty two was was really good, and it's that yeah. probably my second pick, but uh, I think Sinestro Core really pulled off the event, you know, in comic style. So,
1: right
0: on. so without further ado, in terms of that. Let's talk about the, the books that came out this week. Starting off with Green Lantern number 25, the last Sinestro Corps storyline.
1: It was, it, was, it was intense. It was, uh, it was epic and intense and crazy.
0: They saved a lot of stuff for this last issue. Like, I feel like I'm not sure exactly why they, they decided to, to pace it the way it was. Although I'm really glad because this was an awesome issue. and It didn't feel like it was crammed or anything like that at all. Like No. But it was still like, I wonder why they didn't mention this stuff earlier.
1: It was a double issue too, so.
0: Yeah, I yeah. Mean,
1: it, it it let it have, I, I feel like that was really key to it, was that the double issue allowed it to have these really big two-page splashes and one-page splash and still have a lot of story to it. Mm-hmm. And really, it's like it's the big battle, you know. It's it's all right here. Is the is the main thrust of it?
0: Yeah, yeah. And there were also some huge reveals in this too. When they were talking about the the emotional spectrum, which they've mentioned before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, in this one, they actually laid out all of the different cores that are going to be coming.
1: Yeah, there's seven apparently. Yeah. Or maybe eight.
0: Ooh. You count the. Uh... As the end says
1: <laughs> but yeah i I especially like that. I always like when they set up something kind of like they had yellow and they had green, and green was willpower, and yellow was fear, so they went they would just went ahead and did like the whole spectrum of colors and kind of you know you got violet that's love and red that's anger or rage or something, yeah, um indigo which is compassion, orange is gre- avarice, greed. And blue is hope, and I'm really, really interested to see the
0: orange dudes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how do they hang out with each other? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> for that matter, how do the rage, they the hate people, get hang out together? Cause don't they just fucking beat constantly. beat on each other? Like yeah.
1: Other people, they just always have other people to kill.
0: Yeah, as long as there's somebody else. But then you figure, if they ever win, then that doesn't last for very long. <laughs> True, but yeah, there were, and and besides that, they actually had the the birth of the Blue Core in this one too, and that's that's towards the end, but that's after all the other people fall.
1: I have a question for you, sir. Uh huh. Because they talked about like they talked about how this was the third chapter, right? The, the of
0: of. Well, it said they were trying to prevent the third chapter of the prophecy.
1: Yeah, so you'd think that they wouldn't want to make the Blue Core because it seems like if all these cores get made, that leads to the to the third chapter.
0: Um, I I wonder if the because I I think the uh, the Guardians as a whole were trying to prevent the prophecies of the of the black or the final night, the blackest night. Yeah,
1: blackest night.
0: And I think that the two renegade Guardians, the ones that eventually form the the Blue Core. Um, I think that they realize that it's gonna happen anyways, and they just need to fucking like fight against it in their own way. Hmm.
1: It'll be interesting. Um, it's it's totally crazy.
0: Yeah, especially the black core at the end. Um, yes. Which going back to it, when they're talking about the different prophecies, I wanted to mention this um, as a little bit of insight to people that have read this. Um, so the third part of the prophecy that they mention, if you go back to that old comic where they actually mention the, the prophecies of the, the Blackest Night is that the, uh, the demons from this planet that the prophecies come from are supposed to be, they're supposed to get out, and they're supposed to join in the fight and destroy the entire core. And so, presumably what happens is they're going to form their own core, and they're going to get loose, and they apparently use the anti-monitor as their battery, which is so cool, <laughs> so cool. I love that part. I loved it. Can you tell? I'm
1: glad you dig it, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite part in this comic, I have to say, that my favorite part in the comic by far is that is that not the big action scenes and everything. My favorite part was that at when Green Lantern's trying to get his shit together <laughs> and he's trying to evacuate. Coast City and then everybody turns around and they turn on their green lights in all throughout Coast City and they're like no we aren't gonna leave and they all rally around him and then like all the other core comes back and they're like man we're totally behind you and then there's like a two page spread that's completely non actiony, where Green Lantern's flying ar- away with uh, Kyle Rayner Hal and Kyle are flying away and he just goes hello the family And then Kyle goes, hell of a town. And you're like, oh, that is a hell of a town. I want that town. Like, don't you 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 want to live there after that?
1: (laughs) I thought it was a little gratuitous of them to put up Green Lantern symbols with their Green Lantern power as they flew away. (laughs) Like, they've got all these little, like, you guys are, yeah. Up.
0: But anyway, I, I'm gushing about this comic. Uh,
1: but no, no. Go for it. I don't know. I, I liked it. I, I I thought the story was good. I just, there were certain parts I was just kind of, I know it's a Green Lantern book, so obviously you don't want to feature too many other non-Green Lantern books, mm-hmm. But I was constantly asking, like, where's Superman and where's all these other people like superman's in it for like the second page on the huge spread. Yeah. But I'm I'm always kind of wondering where those other dudes are. But um I guess it doesn't really matter.
0: I kind of That's why they included some of the other people is so that they could be like, yeah, they're being occupied by them like Superboy. He's he's kicking all the other heroes' asses, so they're kind of occupied. Or like, you know, Cyborg Superman's yeah. there too and you know, he's pretty awesome.
1: That was something that was interesting was Cyborg Superman. I didn't know, but apparently he just wants to die. Mm-hmm. So when they when the Green Lanterns like finally do their last gung ho and and kill the Anti Monitor with this with the planet
0: War World thing, yeah,
1: or whatever, the, yeah, thing, and they trap everyone inside while well, it's called exploding. <laughs> Uh, Cyborg Superman just like holds his hand up to the like dome of Green Lantern energy, and he's like, "Green Lanterns, thank you." I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh, oh no!"
0: There was I don't know I I, I read the uh, one shot with Cyborg Superman. I didn't know anything about him really before this either, but uh, I, I I got that from the one shot. Is that he just has a death wish? But but yeah, and Best event of the year. I can't really say anything else besides this. And this wrap up totally makes it. That's why I have to say it's the best event of the year, is this issue I think. And uh in terms of the other things that came out for Sinestro Core, Green Lantern Core number nineteen came out this week and this was the epilogue.
1: And this one was actually sold out at my store, so I didn't I, I I went I went that night at like six o'clock and comics only get in at my store at like three and it was already sold out,
0: so Yeah.
1: You're going to you're gonna have to clue me in, sir.
0: Well, there isn't a whole lot to say about it, actually. It's, uh... I mean, it's, it's the whole point of this issue is it goes through the entire Green Lantern Corps, like, outside of Hal Jordan. And, uh... I guess John Stewart wasn't in it either. And it, it shows what, what happens to them after this whole epic war, which is just a cool little wrap-up issue. Like, some people... Like, there's one dude, the the lizard guy, um... I don't know if you remember him, but he uh, he just flies to his planet and just drops into the the ocean and just like floats around. And he's like, "Ha ha, I'm still here, you fuckers!" And he's just like happy to be alive. And it was like that was that was a cool page to include there because it just it feels like a solid wrap up, you know. Like these people have been through all kinds of crazy shit, you know, and and this is what they do afterwards. And so that was fun, but. Um, in terms of actual the actual comic, like comic line, I don't really need to pick up any more Green Lantern core for a while. Like I'm not invested enough in it to really wanna know what happens after this. So I'm thinking I'm probably gonna drop this title and just stick with the Green Lantern main title.
1: Okay. That's what I was thinking too.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good way to go. And there's some cool stuff that I've seen in the solicits for the Green Lantern title that you might want to follow. why so. right on. Yeah. And then also t- Tales of the Sinestro Corps, which is x actually. It's called Tales of the Green Lantern Corps. <laughs> uh, Ion came out, and there isn't much to say about that one either. It's just a whole exchange between Kyle Rayner, who is the previous Ion, and uh, what's his name? The, the new Ion. Saddam oh, um, so Yacht. Sadamia, yeah. yeah, it's just him trying to come to terms with it and Kyle trying to help him out a little bit. and uh, not, not a whole lot to this issue. I guess if you're a Kyle fan, you might have enjoyed it. Who's um, a Kyle fan? I'm not a Kyle fan. I don't, I don't really care that much about him. He's cool, <laughs> but he's, he's not somebody I really care that much about. So. Interesting, not necessary. Pick it up if you want. It's, it doesn't add a whole lot to the, Sinestro Corps storyline either, so don't worry about that. You're not missing out on anything. So. Right on. That is that.
1: That is that. So, moving away from all our review of the, uh, of this year in comics and and their, uh, their events, uh, uh, Punisher War Journal came out this week, uh, number 14.
0: Decidedly not an event.
1: No. No, Punisher had a hand in Civil War and the Initiative and World War Hulk.
0: That's um, true. That's very true.
1: But he's on his own now, and uh, fraction is writing him, and it really shows. Honestly, it's 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 a it's a good story. It's still funny. Um, there's some really good dialogue in it between, especially between Rhino and the Vulture in this in this comic. <laughs> um,
0: Those are two people you wouldn't expect to have really good dialogue.
1: No, you wouldn't. But like, he, uh, for example, okay, so so Rhino and Vulture are like chain are both locked in this zoo, and there's this crazy like Kraven the Hunter esque guy, who's keeping mm-hmm. them there, and he they have, he has bombs on top of all their necks, um, so in case they try to escape. So Rhino's like, Vulture, are you awake? He says, Of course I'm awake. Blah blah blah. Uh, he says, Come on, man, we we gotta get out of here. Um. And then he says, you didn't see what that guy did today. We got all these bombs around our necks. And he didn't even flinch when he made, one, made it blow. Like he blew up a Pegasus or something <laughs> when, they, when they got out of line.
0: That's a pretty badass super villain there, Pegasus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, so like, uh, so Vulture's like, yes, I've seen what he does, I know. Uh, anyway, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, Rhino goes... This is what I'm saying, man. Damn it. This is what I'm saying. You used to be an engineer or whatever, right? And then, like, then Vulture's like, yes, you giant dumb thug. I am an engineer or whatever. And it's like, then what the hell is your damage, bro? <laughs> you figure out how to get these things off. Your damn neck's better than anybody. And they go on. But they sound like this really good back and forth. It, like, a uh, Vulture he's like, oh, that son of a bitch broke my hands again and again. And then Ryan like, oh, oh, dude. <laughs> like, and Vulture like, yes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just like, it was super good. I just enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: As weird as it is, you need a good cast of characters. Like, Frank is awesome, but when you have nonstop Frank for a whole issue, unless it's really, really, really well done – you're gonna run out of steam. So I mean, this this storyline's good, and while this storyline's going on, they're building. They seem to be building some team bridge. Uh, a former uh, Shield agent who's been trying to bring down Frank forever is building this team of people. He got Domino last week, and he got someone named uh, Contessa this week. Both sexy ladies. Um, and so he's he seems to be working on something to. Uh, to uh, To get it together here, and uh, and so it, I imagine that'll be the storyline after this is this this super team coming after Frank, after he murders the hell out of this, Craven the Hunter dude.
0: Well, another comic that is outside of the event forum is uh, Wonder Woman number fifteen, and like I said last time, I, I want to touch this on this again because uh, last time I was mentioning. It was the first issue written by Gail Simone, so I was really waiting to see where she was going to go with it and how the whole Wonder Woman direction would, would, would end up. And i got to say, I'm really happy with it. You know, it's, it's not to say that it's, it's without fault, but I think it's, it's a really interesting way that she's, she's approaching the whole thing. She's, uh, she's going back and she's creating some more history to, to build into her own storyline. Uh, not really retconning things so much as she's like elaborating on thing on on the history, and she's created this whole idea, this elite guard, um, that was protecting Wonder Woman's mother, uh, back when they were, you know, for the Amazons were first put on the island and all this and that. And they're just like this psycho, super zealous group. Um, and one of the interesting things about this is she really sort of she puts thought into the whole idea of wonder woman and these amazons being on an island altogether and she talks about how all these women being around and you know they obviously they miss having babies like they that's that's something that's biologically put put into them and so you know, being on an island full of women and there being no children around, it has a, an effect on them. And they start creating, like, little clay babies. And one of them kind of goes crazy and, like, pretends like she has a real baby for a while. And they end up horribly murdering her. But that's beside the point. But it was just like, wow, that's like, that shows some actual thought. Like, that that would probably happen. You know? And, It brings that realism to it. Not the the horrible murder. Oh, crazy. (laughs) Yeah, but no, 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 like, you know. No, 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 I understand, yeah. And then the the whole Wonder Woman story is is kind of fun, too, and just kind of seeing where she's going. She's trying to get back into her island again, and she's being kept out of it by Athena, or whoever Athena is now, Grandma, goodness, or whoever the fuck she is. And so apparently no, no other Amazons can enter onto this island. So she says, well, apparently I have to become something other than an Amazon then. And so she runs around to all the other gods and pantheons okay. and tries to get in their service, which is I don't know, like a bizarre approach to it. <laughs> like she goes to Odin and Odin turns her down and Rijin, the god of thunder, and she she runs around to all these people and she ends up as like a last resort going to uh Kane Miohai or i i'm not sure exactly what his name is but like the Hawaiian god <laughs> okay and it's just like a last resort thing and she's eventually just like check it out if you help me out then i'll be your champion um and i'll protect you know i'll 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 serve you in every possible way like just let me go help my mom and she he's like all right well it looks like you're my champion and it's it just like the most bizarre thing to possibly happen to her' it was like what Hawaiian now I don't know what the hell is happening <laughs> but it's it's a it's a fun sort of story and it's interesting and it showcases Diane's character in there as well and Wonder Woman and you know just kind of who she is as a warrior but then how she's actually a a really good person as well. And I don't know. I like it a lot.
1: Moving on. Um, we both picked up new Avengers this week. Number 37. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, it was an interesting episode. It was a lot of action, a lot of action, a lot of action. Um, and just flipping through it, a lot of colors. (laughs) Like. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just, just saying. Like lots of stuff, lots of stuff going on there. It's all brightly colored.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. I like the the different colored backgrounds. I just, I was just noticing that as well. It's got like blue and green and red backgrounds. And it's or all red. alternating all over.
1: All sorts of stuff. So
0: I yeah. don't know what you what did
1: you think, sir?
0: Um. Well, I thought it was an interesting comic in that it seemed like. <laughs> Bendis and you kind of trying something new and that's that's kind of what Bendis does is he experiments. And in this one there's a really long fight scene. Like that's yeah. the whole comic really is just the new avengers scrapping with the hood and his cronies. And it's it's long to the point where it's obvious that like that's that's what his point is is it's a very drawn out like down yeah. and dirty like Spider-Man says, you know, win by the, the skinnier knuckles uh, sort of fight. And it's just all back and forth, like, people getting kicked. And it's got, like, all just, like, little short phrases because they're all too busy just fucking fighting, just getting into it. <laughs> and I don't know if it's necessarily good or not. Like, I can't I, figure it out.
1: I liked it. I I, I've, I looked it over again. I really like it.
0: Yeah, it is. It's just I'm it say, is really yeah. long, and that's that's the thing that that makes me hesitate. Is that was like a that was a lot of it It's,
1: it's funny too. It was it was yeah.
0: different. There were a few parts that were really fun, like Wolverine laughing at one of Spider Man's jokes. I like that. Yes. And they just, yeah, they've got a good banter going. I like this team because they they definitely have some good banter. Yes.
1: With the between Spider Man and Luke Cage and Wolverine and,
0: and Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Not Hawkeye. That's what his official name is
1: now. <laughs> not Hawkeye. Ronan, that's right.
0: Yeah. I'll call him Not Hawkeye. I,
1: that one. It was... <laughs> not Hawkeye. It was solid. I liked it. And we learned a little bit more about the hood, which is good, I felt.
0: Yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, like they're building him dude. up. That's that. Yeah, there ain't decent much else to say about that.
1: Decent. Decent comic.
0: Uh, next up is your Messiah Complex report. <laughs> um, speaking of good crossovers, we've got Messiah Complex Chapter 7. Uh, this is X-Factor Issue 26. This is one that's been a lot more subdued than the rest of the issues, in that there wasn't any big fight scene that was going on there. There were a lot of smaller ones going on there. but. There wasn't a whole lot... There wasn't one main storyline dominating. It was just kind of a progression of a lot of smaller ones. Um, Basically, to break it up, uh, in this one, Cyclops tells Professor X off and essentially tells him to get lost, like to leave completely, because he's too distracting. And he's going to just argue with everybody about the decisions they're making. and, And so they just tell him to completely shove off. Which is pretty crazy, but... Um, Cable gets into a fight with Lady Deathstrike and the Reavers. Oh. And that doesn't seem to end very well. <laughs> but we'll see about that one. Siren runs off and tries to catch up with uh, this other mutant who ends up calling X-Factor Investigations. And then it afterwards is horribly eaten and mutilated by Predator X. So something's going on with them. Um, you've got the future storyline where uh, Jamie and Layla are both captured. They're gonna be put into the mutant concentration camp in the future. They're still trying to figure out what happened and what what sort of future that holds for them. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. It's kinda of, this is the the issue that's that's sort of gearing everything else up and getting them everybody ready for, you know the next half i guess of the of the storyline cuz this kind of marks the midway point. So cool. You know, there isn't a much to say about it. It wasn't a bad issue. I, w- I would definitely not say that, but it 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 wasn't a noteworthy issue in the whole series. It was just kind of one of those mm. bridging areas, kind of like the two towers in Lord of the Rings, you know.
1: <laughs> well, New Warriors came out one of the few comics that still says the initiative in a black black bar at the top. Mm-hmm. Though again it's not super related to the initiative I guess. I don't know. Um, this issue is interesting, uh it it's a cool comic in that you get like this you get this whole renegade feel because there's these guys calling there's these ex mutants with superpowers calling themselves the new mutants and whatnot and or the new the new warriors, which is, you know, should have some sort of stigma attached to it. But um but they're just rolling with it. And then at the same time, there's these two detectives uh running around trying to figure out exactly who's funding the new Warriors. Who the New Warriors themselves don't even know. They their leader is secret. And in this issue, it kinda makes you think it might even be Tony Stark himself. Hmm. That he's 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 funding this group, um, so it can uh it can justify his his presence, you know, more just being just being around and being in charge because there's all these renegade groups, kind of causing a ruckus. Oh, a ruckus! So, I find myself getting more and more involved each week. I it wasn't it wasn't as good. I well, I don't know if it wasn't as good or if I just wasn't as interested in the beginning or what. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm digging it more and more and more. So. I'm I'm going to keep picking it up for as long as it
0: goes. Hmm. Yeah, that's one that's kind of fallen well, I mean it, it never was really on the radar, but it's it's always been under the radar and it's it's a good one
1: and I, I I I can only imagine not enough people are are reading it. So
0: Yeah, that's what I would expect. Is that this one's probably a, a book that, that that's on on the verge of getting canceled just because of not enough people have heard about it.
1: Unfortunately. But I'm I'm hoping it sticks around, so yeah. At least I can keep reading it. <laughs> Just print it for
0: me. Nick's book. You're going to sponsor it?
1: There'd be like four Amadeus shows. <laughs> so,
0: not sure how well that would work. And lots of Golden Man Asses. <laughs> hey, hey, hey,
1: hey. I like my Golden Man Ass in moderation.
0: <laughs> Tempered by maybe Silver <laughs> Women Asses? <laughs>
1: Whatever, whatever you like. As long as, it's, as long as it's glorious.
0: As long as it's glorious. Keep it glorious. It's That's what your motto is.
1: <laughs> it's my motto in life, sir.
0: <laughs>
1: life. <laughs> Keep it glorious.
0: It's a good motto. Alright. Well, well, that does it with our Week in Comics. Moving on to our regular segments, my random pick of the week. Now, this week I didn't actually pick one up for myself that was random. What I did was I started picking up some stocking stuffers for this week, and I was trying to find one for my girlfriend. And she is a very finicky reader, especially a comic book reader, because she does not like comic books. <laughs> that makes her very <laughs> difficult to buy a comic book for. <laughs> um, <laughs> most of the tried. stuff she's read, she just doesn't like. Anything. I, I, hey, I try, I try, <laughs> I fucking try. She, she read the first Pocketbook of strangers in paradise and wasn't taken by it. I don't know how.
1: Damn it! That's
0: I, how is that possible? I don't babies. know. She likes dystopian stuff. I gave her a Watchmen, and I think it was way too dense for. Her. But one thing I picked up that I, I really hope she does like. Um, I decided to go for a very short sort of comic, and I was looking for something a little more relationshipy because she likes the love stories, like the romantic comedies and things like that. And I happened to bought upon this uh, small, just sort of flip book, really. Um, it's called Last Breath, and it's by hmm. Justin Madison, or I'm sorry, Justin Madsen. If you want to check this person out, you can go to his website justmadbooks.com hmm. I'm not sure how else you even pick this up cuz this is a a very small and not, obviously not a very high quality comic book you know it's not super super well bound and everything although it's it's very beautifully colored and inked and i have to say it's it's very nicely done but this guy is the uh the artist and the story writer and I have to say, it's, it's, it's a really cool sort of story. Um, it's a bit of a downer, I have to be honest about it. It's a, all about... I mean, there isn't much to the story either. It's, it's, it's all about a guy who's trying to find the girl that he loves, and she's kind of gone off to this, ice, which I assume is supposed to be a metaphorical sort of place for her to die, essentially. And there's a little bit of comments on drug use in there and it's a very bittersweet sort of story. But what's really cool about this is that it's, it's done basically completely silently. You know, it's, I think it's a really good showcase of, oh. of what comics can do without relying on words too heavily. And there are a lot of really cool sort of angles, like he'll do a close up. Uh, and then you know there'll just be a sort of atmospheric shot and then they will show the the two of them together and it's it's i really like flipping through it it is a very quick read um but i think it's a an artist that could do with a little bit of support so why not um go check out his website if you get a chance again it's just madbooks.com and see if you like the art I'm not going to say it's the the greatest ever, but it's a really cool sort of style and it's uh it's worth supporting somebody if you want to support a indie artist.
1: Cool. Well, on to the final segment of our show, my bullshit moment of the week. Um, I'm going to call bullshit on a comic I otherwise liked completely was uh actually the end of Sinestro Corps War, uh, the Green Lantern issue 25, and here's where I call bullshit. Oh. <laughs> okay. They didn't kill, or even pretend to kill anyone. So they don't kill Sinestro. Fine. They lock him up. Whatever. Uh-huh. That one guy gives up his life to kill Superman, Superboy Prime, and I knew they weren't gonna kill him, but they didn't have to show in the exact same issue, him alive in another... In another universe, that was just cop out. That's like they, they they just like, and then the same thing for poor cyborg Superman mm. and Anti Monitor. They all had they all like killed them, but then pulled out at the last second.
0: Okay, well I can explain Superboy. The but reason why, why Superboy has to be around is because he's in Countdown.
1: I understand. I understand he has to be alive, but you don't have to show him alive in. Like, what it know, was was
0: they, they had to they had to bridge it? countdown in this because this went on a lot longer than they expected, and they already showed Superboy prime as being alive, but they never explained why
1: they should have explained it in that, in in countdown
0: yeah, but then I guess they they had to figure out a way we'll not to ruin the Wherever. end of greenland. Yeah. I guess. I mean I, I can see Cyborg Superman as being a bit of a complaint. Although it's they got this cool sort of tragic story to it though. Is that yeah, he but can they never could
1: have... They could have brought him back like in another comic and still would have been like
0: And then the anti moditor, come on. Come on. He's the fucking <laughs> He's the core of the the Black Lantern
1: Save something for another comic. Like it's cool and all, I like it, but you don't have to blow your whole wad in one fucking thing. It's just annoying. It's like they shouldn't have that one guardian sacrifice himself to kill Superboy Prime, um, or Superman Prime or whatever. Um, yeah. If 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 he, I mean, it was such a big sacrifice for this like immortal being to kill himself, and then and then it was like it was it was kind of like oh you just kind of what teleported him to a different universe or what or a different dimension? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not saying I'm just saying what happened was bullshit. I'm not blaming. No, me, no,
0: no, no, I'm no. You've insulted me and my family. You've <laughs> insulted Jeff Johns. I'll fight for his honor. I'll be his champion. <laughs> Pistols Whatever. at dawn, my it's friend. Just,
1: it's, it's stuff like this that makes me not want to pick up the next Green Lantern just because I'm like, what are they going to do? I mean, they. I mean, I don't know. I would have liked to see it in the next issue. Start to pick up these other lines and shown me what happened. To... Anyway, just one man's opinion. Don't have to listen to me, but I got the podcast. So you do have to write something. So you do have to. Listen. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> Did you make your own podcast, sucker? I think that's gonna do it for us this week.
0: It is indeed.
1: This this epic week. I don't have I don't have a fancy closing for you. Um,
0: it's all right. I just have Some a sh- good old fashioned American gumption.
1: <laughs> as always, that's all I got is gumption and moxie. And moxie. <laughs> uh, so, as always, if you want to download our podcast, I, and why wouldn't you? You're dot com. You can post there on comments and tell your friends and tell your enemies, talk about us and. Think about us. Love us. While you're alone at night. You can email us direct with are sexy thoughts at powerless at gmail dot com. You can search us on MySpace. Irresponsiblypowerless. Just just search. Just search the shit out of us. Oh, yeah. That's where we post our polls. And uh, we're gonna be beefing everything up for you loyal loyal listeners and and listeners to come. So we're we're getting all professional on this bitch in the new year. Mm-hmm. So. um Stay tuned. Keep checking the websites. Keep listening. Don't know if this part's going to get any more professional, but the arrest will look more professional. <laughs> so, there's
0: that. It'll be shrink-wrapped. Yeah. It will be it will have it be in that fancy carton.
1: <laughs> we'll rebrand it.
0: <laughs>
1: anyway. So, until next week, I'm Nick and I'm Eric. And together, we're irresponsibly powerless. Thanks a lot for listening, guys.
0: Have a good week. Peace out. That is a hell of a town. I want that town.
1: It means like Green Lanterns.
0: Thank you. They end up horribly murdering her, but that's beside the point.